0: wednesday february 19 2020 we're looking at a daily chart of the spy or spider which is the proxy for the s p 500 what do we have on the docket today what we have is a bull market that's in an uptrend there's nothing wrong with this chart nothing wrong with the tape the band plays on no change continues higher making new highs the s p does And we have no choice but to reiterate that the trend is your friend until it's over. Yesterday we said that the S&P was basically simply eating time off the clock. We talked about it being extended from home base, but they don't care. They continue higher either way. From a longer term perspective, we need to get an understanding of just where they're headed. Where is the next objective for the S&P? Doesn't have to be the final objective... But where is the next objective? And it's been for a while if you're inside the numbers, but the next objective really is ES3400. This is the S&P E-mini futures contract. The SPX cash index is not far behind. It's about a point spread, maybe almost two points right now between the futures and the cash index. So the SPX cash index closing today at 338615 The futures, 3387.50, we're getting close to, or a stone's throw away from, 3400, which is a big fat round number. The question is, is that where they stop? The answer is, we don't know. They're getting close, they've been here before, they've been beating on this price for a while. So the longer they trade underneath, slightly below the big fat round number of 3400, the more likely it is that when they get there, they're not going to just stop there, turn around, and go back in the other direction. But the idea is, the longer they hover below 3,400, if you will, the higher they're likely to go once they get there. What I'm really talking about is the fact that we're basically going sideways, eating time off the clock up in this zone. This whole time, we're not that far from 3,400. In point terms, when you get to the bottom down here, yeah, it feels like and looks like and is somewhat far from 3400 but at the end of the day, each of these candles is one day worth of activity, therefore, the market can get a lot of activity done in one day. If the market wants to go up to $3,400, it will just do it, get it done, either keep going or turn around and go back in the other direction. When you're this close, 10, 15, 20 points is no big deal. Let's go back to something that we discussed a while ago. And if you've been around here for a while, you'll remember the discussion, it was SPY 342. At this point, we don't know where the stopping point is or will be in the S&P 500. What our next objective is, basically watch what happens when they do get to 3400. And by the way, if you want to match up the numbers, the 342 number comes out to about ES 3422, 23, 24 in that neighborhood. At this point, the market's in no man's land. It can go as high as she wants. The market can stay extended for much longer than people ever realize that it can. It can also sell off and go a lot lower than people always believe that it can at the time. There's not a lot else we can say about the S&P 500 from the daily chart perspective or long-term perspective. Let's see if we can drill down on some charts and learn a few things. We can always learn stuff no matter what the market does. There are always daily or intraday takeaways, something we can put in our back pocket and use for later let's talk about the hourly chart for a moment let's talk about what happened over the last couple of days and then let's talk about what happened today over the last couple of trading sessions the market was having trouble getting through a specific area it kept beating on it and it kept getting rejected what happened today was the market decided you know what it's too hard during the day to trade through that spot so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna gap right over it And that becomes support. Now, we haven't even gone back to retest that price, but that is a breakout area. So, for example, you can see where in the last hour of the day the market began coming down a little bit. If that continued into tomorrow, for example, what is it doing? It's basically coming back to check in at the last most recent breakout area. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Now... If you wake up in the morning and Thursday morning they've gapped back below that same area, that's different, that's trouble for the bulls, that's a different setup, that's something that'll be inside the numbers without a doubt. Right now we have what we have and the scenario was and is the fact that the market couldn't get through a specific area so it just decided to get up and go speaking of inside the numbers was there anything special this morning inside the numbers the market's gapping up we know that it's gapping up into no man's land there's not a lot you can do with that unless something crazy happens unless they have a failure unless the market presents a trading opportunity back to us back to the traders when it doesn't do that and it just gaps up and goes sideways there's nothing you can do with the market so from that perspective The intraday commentary, for the most part, was boring for Inside the Numbers members. It just was what it was. We have to take what the market gives us. We can't invent a different market than the one that's trading on the tape. In the spirit of having an open door or open book policy, I'll really quickly run through Inside the Numbers, the commentary. Here's the pre-market commentary. It scrolls up. Here's Stocks on the Move. We did have two stocks hit their price objectives for Stocks on the Move today. One jumped the target by two pennies, A-L-L-Y. We'll talk about that in a moment. It's another teachable moment or an educational opportunity. The second was BHC, another educational opportunity. So while the market's quiet, meaning the S&P, we can certainly look around the horn and learn things from different charts. That's the intention. That's what we're going to do. As the video goes on, scrolling up, we can see what happened inside the numbers as the morning went on. You can pause the video and read at your leisure. Like I said, there really wasn't a lot going on. It was rather quiet. Whatever is going on, I'm citing the commentary, but as the market quiets down and they go into float mode, chop shop formation, there's nothing to do. The market was sideways all day long. It is what it is. But we'll take a detour and we will take a look at a couple of these stocks on the move. Yesterday we ate a shit burger or I ate a shit burger along with a few other traders. Today we had another day where the market just didn't hand us anything juicy whatsoever. I want to go over this in detail. There's definitely lessons learned. We had traders that took this trade. We had traders that passed on this trade. I'm going to go over in detail and explain why. When you're a member of Inside the Numbers, you need to understand this stuff. This is how trades are and are not managed. So BHC looks like it's sliced through everything like a hot knife through butter. However, a couple of things of note. The stop was never hit. Item number two, let's just review a little bit about what happened. The stock closes yesterday up over $28 a share, getting a buzz cut at the open, Two price levels were identified. They're not that far apart. It's a half at one, half at another secondary level type of situation. But let's magnify this a little bit, see exactly what happened. Now we're on a five minute chart, and you can see within the first few minutes of the day, the low was 26.06, just a few pennies above the suggested entry at 25.98. Now, just to get granular, here's a one minute chart so you can see what happened. The stock comes close and it bounces away. Now, it didn't bounce away $2. It bounced away about $0.50. But on a $25 stock, a 2% bounce in a minute or in a flash, right in front of the price that we wanted, takes the trade off the table. It's the reaction we're looking for for that quick morning scalp trade. Now, that's aside from the fact that many of these will go up a whole lot more than that some will go back and forth in this general zone for a while, then take off later. But when you have that quick reaction, it takes that first price level off the deck. Now, to an extent, we're back on a five minute chart. It worked anyway. It did go up a little bit, but it did fall back down and pick up on the second price level. But what happened? It did the same thing. It came up short, making a low in this candle of 2572, just a few pennies above. The second price level. And then what happened? It goes up again. It goes up at a high of 2620. So you can see what happened. It's not a big winner on these moves. It's a winner nonetheless from wherever it made the low. It's having the type of reaction that a scalp trade slash day trader looking for a first profit scenario was looking for. It's not giving us what we want. It's giving somebody else what they want. We want what we want. Period, full stop. Now, the big picture is the market, or BHC in this case, never went below the stop. It never even hit the suggested stop price. It did turn around, go up in the other direction, and it worked out one way or the other. Not an easy trade, not a good trade, just a trade I wanted to go over for learning purposes. When you have a market that's gapping up in the morning, it takes a lot of that morning trade stuff off the table. There wasn't a lot of stocks on the move this morning that qualified for what we're looking for. There was a list, but it wasn't a juicy list. It wasn't a list of stuff that was moving like a bat out of hell at the open. We just had a mundane list. That's what the market handed us. The market handed a quiet day for stocks on the move, mainly as a result of the gap up at the open. Here's another lesson learned. Ally Financial, A-L-L-Y, Stock closed up over $32 yesterday, getting a buzz cut at the open, but what happened? This is the pre-market activity included. The red, like dark red, is different from the bright red. The bright red is the pre-market morning activity, and you can see what happened. Another screw job right into the opening bell. We've seen this a few days in a row. 9.30 a.m., the stock dives down, and what happened? Let's go back to the regular session, and you'll see the opening print was 2830. What that does is it precludes traders from taking the trade. Why? Because the way we teach this, the way I teach this is we want the price, unless the stock opens below that price or above a price on a short trade, for example, we want it when it comes into the price when we have a market or a stock and it opens below the price, we look to the next price. It takes that price off the table. Those are the rules. Now, sometimes the rules don't work out in our favor. Sometimes they run down, open it up a couple of pennies right below the level, and rip it right up at the open. That's what happened today. Now, the rip-up at the open wasn't a rip-up for 2 or 3 or $4. It was a rip-up for $0.50, cents, but in a matter of seconds. We'll take that if we can get it, but all in all, that's really not the only or type of trade we're looking for. We're not looking for a trade that has a chop shop formation down at the number all day long. So this really wasn't the ideal trade anyway after the fact. At the end of the day, it was a no trade because of where it opened, but it wasn't more than a 50 cent bounce, and we would have been looking for more than that anyway. What is the other lesson learned? The other lesson is the numbers still work. We didn't get the reaction out of the stocks today that we wanted. However, the numbers are the numbers. You can see how important this price zone, this price level was to this stock on this day. You have a stock that's gapping down 11 or 12% at the open and you nail the number spot on. The net net lesson The importance of the numbers, we know how to get the numbers. When we get the reactions, the rocket rides, it pays dividends. You see it here all the time. The market was so boring today, I actually fell asleep in the middle of the day. I suppose that could happen because I'm getting old, but that never happens. It was so boring, there was just simply nothing to do. Getting back over to the SPY, just wanted to bring back the 240-minute chart that we discussed yesterday, and I want to point something out. Now, remember, this breakup candle that was tested spiked below, and this is the breakup candle from the 1330 hourly candle ending on the 13th. The market came down and tested that, closed back above it, and what was this? It was essentially a little mini bull flag pattern that ended up doing what? Gapping higher, playing out to the upside. That's what it's supposed to do. You can look at it like that. You can also look at it like it was an up move from down here, just went sideways like this, and we're breaking out now. And this is the beginning, not the end of the breakout. You can look at it a variety of different ways. Uptrend, above all the moving averages, you have no choice but to look at this in a bullish light. There is no reversal. When there is a sign or signal of a trend change, there will be. Until and unless that happens, there isn't. The market climbs a wall of worry, and yes, in the face of all the people calling for a crash. The reasons the market shouldn't be up here don't change. This happens all the time. The market climbs the wall of worry. She turns around, goes down when she's ready. As a trader, we have to recognize the trend We have to recognize what the market is doing and what it's not doing. We have to be honest about what the market is not telling us. We have to be the umpire of our own trading account. What about Camp IWM? Anything special going on over here? No change from yesterday. We're chopping around in a chop shop formation above the moving averages. We have that secondary high or lower high scenario But what's the market doing? It's basically eating time off the clock, building energy to make another move higher. can build a case, this is going on, if I draw it like this, this is a continuation move to the upside, we'll challenge this high here, whether they get through it or not is a different story, but I can certainly make a case that that's going on. Any way you want to look at it, that's certainly sloppy at best, but above the moving averages, going back and forth In this general range, and also we know another important area, it's the high of this breakdown candle. And guess what? We're above the high of that breakdown candle. So a couple of different ways to look at it, as long as they're above the high of that breakdown candle and they're above the moving averages, then what they're doing is they're building energy to challenge the former high, period, full stop. I have no choice but to look at things that way. We're the umpire. We're calling balls and strikes. Now let's take a pit stop and let's do another teachable moment from short time frame up to longer time frame. So what I just said is this chart's bullish. It's working its way higher. And that's what jumps off the page at me when I look at the daily chart. However, when we go down to some different time frames, we may see different things. Different traders look at different stuff. That's why when I say something, somebody else may take a look at what I say and say, wait, I don't see that. And they have a completely different opinion. We can all look at the same thing and have completely different viewpoints of what's going on. Case in point. You have a trader looking at a five minute chart. What does he see? He sees the trend is down. And on a five minute chart, the trend is down. Just at first glance, what are they likely doing on this five minute chart? They're coming down to test the breakout area somewhere in this vicinity. Maybe the low down here. Maybe they even fill the gap down here. One way or the other, that's what's going on. Now, what happens when we step it up a notch? Let's take a different time frame, but using the same IWM and see what the visual tells us here. Well, the visual tells us same thing on an intraday 15-minute chart. The trend is down. They're pointed downwards. They're pointed toward these moving averages, which is the breakout area, we just discussed it, we'll call it around 168. It looks like the IWM wants to come down, and it's not that far, down to 168. For what reason? To come down to test or retest a former breakout area. They do this all the time. Can you even see that on the daily chart? No, absolutely not. Half hour or 30 minute chart, same breakout area, it's obvious, the 168 is obvious, You have two moving averages down there under normal garden variety market conditions. You would expect there to be support at those moving averages at that breakup area. The market gapped up to that spot and it kept going. It's likely and it's common normal garden variety behavior to come back and check in at a spot they just gapped up to and went. So they're just retesting a former breakout area. I know I sound like a broken record, but that's the way it sinks in. We're validating that by the fact that there are some moving averages down there, and there should be support. We're eyeballing it. We're pre-planning for tomorrow, for example. We're just reading the tape. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. We're using logic and common sense, not indicators from Joe's Indicator Shop for $49.95, and if you buy one around a holiday weekend, you get two free. Hourly chart. 20 period moving average comes in at the same spot around 168. It's slightly below different charts, different prices, same general area, same concept. You see how this works. If we found the IWM again, barring the fact that they can gap below it tomorrow. But if we found it trading into that area, would we expect there to be support in and around 168 167.75, maybe even slightly lower. Absolutely. What happens if they go lower? What's below that? There's a gap down there and another moving average. So they can come down to 167.50, fill the gap. They're at another moving average. It's in an area where there's a lot of support. Why do I say that? Because if you take the larger range, here's the range that we're in. Today's high, these lows here. That's the middle of the range. Is there anything wrong with just playing chop shop in this range? Is that all they're doing? Is that all they would be doing at the time? Yeah, it's a matter of perspective. What chart are you looking at? What are your expectations? What's the big picture? One more time, 120-minute chart. 20-period moving average around 168. Can they come down a little bit, hit around 168, maybe a little lower? would that damage the uptrend on this chart? Not really. The market goes up, the market goes down, it ebbs and flows. What would damage anything on this chart would be filling the gap, staying down below that gap and trading lower. Until and unless anything like that happens, anything at and above this gap is normal garden variety market behavior. And there's your mini course entitled, Let's Keep It Simple. What's going on down at the transportation department? Above all the moving averages, again, we have that lower or secondary high scenario, but above the moving averages, they seem to be going back and forth, eating time off the clock, building energy to make another move higher. Now, we have an interesting breakdown candle here, so this one's easy. We'll simply use the high, which is just above 11,000. Anything above, meaning closing daily above 11,000, And they're going to have some room to run to the upside. They're above all the moving averages. 11,000 is the gateway to higher prices. How about the folks in Silicon Valley? The Qs, anything wrong with the Qs? No, it's monster mash. It's just a monster index continuing to push higher day after day after day. Another 1% today. The moving averages are just moving on up. It's obviously extended But it won't come down until she's ready. And we've done this before. When it is ready, we're going to wake up to a gap down. We're going to have an intraday reversal. And what you're going to have is everybody running for the exit at the same time. Especially in the FANG stocks. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, Netflix, and others. It's going to be like trying to shove 10 pounds of shit in a a 1.5 pound satchel. And just envision this. You're trying to do it really, really fast. The problem is there's shit all over the place. That will happen at some point in the future. Right now, these stocks are powering forward. The NASDAQ is powering forward. There's nothing wrong with the tape, period, full stop. We move it along. Here's another one that we have a number we're watching, $30.98. We're above it, we're below it. We're above it, we're below it. We're above it, and we're staying above it Until we get back below it. But in all seriousness. We're above all the moving averages. There's nothing wrong with this chart. It's basically eating time off the clock. Building energy to make another move higher. That's using the 80-20 rule. That's the 80% of the time. That's exactly what's going on. It's the 20% that something else is going on. It's the duck ugly duck scenario. The duck here is. If it walks like a duck. And talks like a duck. It's a duck. It's how we keep things simple. The duck says we're going to have another move higher after the XLF is finished consolidating up in this neighborhood. It's at highs. It wants to move higher. If it tells us something different, it will be below the moving averages and they certainly won't close the month of February above $30.98. But right now, it's bullish. We take it at face value until she tells us different. How about the SMH, which is a good proxy for the tech space? Anything wrong? Absolutely not. Pushing up to new highs once again, up 2.5%, above all the moving averages, uptrend. Again, nothing wrong, bullish, uptrend, move it along. Don't try and read something that's not there. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you and how without you these videos are not possible whatsoever all that's true i really do appreciate the viewership i appreciate each and every one of you this is a pretty good place to pull the ripcord here today it's everything i wanted to and intended to discuss so i will do so here i'm david frost my strategic forecast thanks for tuning in for another episode of common sense market analysis